All right, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Andran Legal Hour. Tony Steve here with you. We are talking in this podcast about Malibu media, Malibu media lawsuits. If you've heard that phrase, or if you've got that letter, I should probably say, you probably want to know what the heck is going on here. So we're going to talk a little bit here. We have Frontline Lisi with us here today, and we are the amazing, the incomparable, the one-of-a-kind, the highly sought-after Frontline Lisa. And she's here today, and she's going to share just uh, some just some general insights. This is general legal information only. As you know, we're not allowed to provide legal advice over the internet or you know things like that. So, oh, and Lisa's not a lawyer. We need to point that out. And she made sure. See how good she is. So, um, but she's not a lawyer, but she's smart, and she talks to a lot of people, and she knows the fears and the anxieties that people have when they get this Malibu media letter. So, Frontline, um, share with us, if you will, just for a moment, um, and just the general background is Malibu media is, they're, they're a movie production company, and they make basically adult pornographic films. And if you're infringing their movies, watching them without paying for them, sharing, distributing, etc., you're funny. She's coming over here play, playing all funny with me, so... Um, but anyway, I'm going to let her take it over here and just kind of tell me what your general thoughts are when people call in with a, after receiving a Malibu media letter. Well, as you can imagine, once they receive the letter and do a little research, seeing that is actually, because I think Malibu media specifically handles all or a majority of pornographic, uh, downloads. So as you can imagine, when people start doing research, they're a little bit, you know, embarrassed, um, concerned. Uh, some people, you know, the wife doesn't know that the husband has searched these sites. So it can get a little hairy. So it has to be kind of handled with kid gloves because again, it's, you know, it's a, it's a sensitive matter to certain people and, you know, but so what you want me to just talk about specifically or? Well, no, I mean, so is, so basically what happens oftentimes is the, the general background of it is, is if you're, if you're using like a file sharing um, client, what we call a software client that you download on your computer and you're basically downloading their movies, somebody uploads their movies or one of their titles, they have lots of titles and you end up downloading them and sharing them on your BitTorrent uh, clients or your, your different torrent clients. Um, and then what happens generally is that somebody is monitoring these torrent streams. There's a company that's like sort of a digital forensics company, or it could just be an anonymous account that is logging and tracking the traffic. And if they see one of their movie titles... Um, being transferred or shared, and um, you know, then they can say, "Well, here's an IP address that appears to be transferring and sharing our movies." And you know, if it's something that is, you know, it's one of their copyrighted movies, you could end up getting a letter. So, what could happen? And let me put it to you differently: what could happen is a lawsuit would be filed in a federal court, naming your IP address. Um, that's your internet address, that's your, your uh, internet protocol address. And so somebody is figuring out wh where your computer's coming from. And so based on that, 
Malibu Media and its attorneys, copyright lawyers, will then go and file a copyright suit in your jurisdiction. And, you know, Malibu Media is known as one of the most prolific filers of copyright infringement lawsuits um, probably in the federal court. So, I, I mean, I can't verify that for you, but there are thousands of these lawsuits that have been filed against different IP addresses. Um, different states where you may have seen it filed would be California, Washington, D.C. You might see it in D.C., Florida, uh, Virginia, New Jersey, Michigan, um, Maryland, New York, those kinds of things, Pennsylvania. So, you know, so people will basically, the way they find out about it is the courts will usually grant them what we call early discovery rights or expedited discovery, and they will go to your internet service providers such as Comcast, and they will say, hey, I've got this IP address, I need to know who they are, and so the ISP will then send a letter to the subscriber. Now, sometimes the subscriber may be the husband in a household, and sometimes it may be the wife. So it gets kind of interesting from there. But that's just to set the general background, that's where people will call our firm. And, and you were mentioning, you know, some of the different um, things that people would say. In other words, like they haven't watched the movie or what were some of the things that you've heard? Some people, ha you know, they have they actually have receipts for what they've purchased. Um, some people said, I have never watched any of those movies. Nobody in our household has. We don't basically, you know, watch pornographic movies. Um, I have, I have, you know, credit card receipts of when I was out of town. Um, I have proof for that. And, and we do, we do see that a lot of, you know, we represent other clients and other movies and such. And a lot of people, you know, don't have security on their, their internet. So, you know, people can tap into your internet. They can download these things and watch it. You get blamed for it. Um, well, wasn't there one time there was a guy that was, um, wasn't he an elderly guy yes. and he didn't even have a computer? Yes. Yes. Um, so there's lots of weird things. Um, sometimes in this process, we get the wrong names coming back. They want to, they want to enter into a settle, settlement agreement with the, the IP law firms, IP being intellectual property, and our client, but somebody else, our, our client's IP address, but somebody else's name. Yeah, so I mean, it's not to say that this is a perfect system. It's not to say that there's not defenses. Um, you know, sometimes people will say, you know, I, what I never even downloaded the movie, or you can look and see and say, wow, it actually wasn't, you know, it wasn't downloaded. The, you know, what we call the digital handshake wasn't completed. So, you know, there's lots of different things. We help clients get these things settled. We try to keep your name off of, you know, the, the lawsuit. We, we don't want you, if we can, if we're able to get it settled, we don't want your name listed on a lawsuit. That allows you to avoid if somebody says, were you ever personally named in a lawsuit? Well, the lawsuit really has your IP address. And so, you know, in, in depending on what the situation is, you know, you may be able to avoid disclosing that there was ever a lawsuit filed against you personally. Right, but if, if, if it's like, for instance, people come to us in different stages. People come to us, they've received a letter from their, their IS or their internet provider, Cox, Comcast, um, Time Warner, and they, they're saying, hey, we're, we just got this lawsuit. Um, we are ordered to release your name by this date. 
So if people come to us before that date, we can send a letter to the internet provider saying, hey, hey, we just got retained. Please do not release our client's information. We're working on trying to get this settled. So we're, you know, our goal is to, because once your name is released, once the internet provider releases your name and your address, that's when they can go and put your name, replace it with the doe and put, you know, Joe's Joe Smith. So, you know, and I, this is what I always tell people is once your name's on the lawsuit, then, you know, if anybody ever asked, have you ever been sued? Kind of, you just like would have to say, I'm assuming, yes, Steve, you answer that one. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, so that's what, that's why I say is, is, you know, and it all depends on how questions are asked. So, I mean, if, but if there's something in the future where you're ever asked, you know, Hey, have, how many times have you been sued? There may be a way, you know, to, to work around that and say, well, no, I've never actually been sued. But once your name gets out there, what can happen is, is things can be searched, you know, it, on Google, just about any, any time a federal court case is filed, um, usually you can find it, um, on the internet or you can find it through PACER, PACER.gov. And so everything's trackable, and this all becomes part of your track record. And, you know, um, if you're attached to illegally downloading adult movies, that could have some sort of impact on your future. So, you know, and as far as employers and, you know, things like that and how people view things. So at any rate, um, that's just a general overview. And like I said, if you find yourself getting a Malibu Media letter, um, that's something to give us a call on. We are able to represent you. We do offer low flat rate fees that will not break the piggy bank. And we try to get you settled and get you out and on your way and, you know, hopefully never have to deal with these kinds of things again. Okay. So that's about it. If you need more information, you can go to our website. AskAttorneySteve.com is our website where you can locate our services and take it from there. At any rate, Frontline Lisa, thank you for joining us and sharing that valuable information. You're welcome. Now I get a good guy to go back to work. All right. So we're going to get back to work, but that's a general overview of Malibu Media lawsuits, these John Doe lawsuits, and kind of what you can expect if you're involved in one of these. Okay? So if you have more questions, give us a ring, 877-276-5084, or find us at askattorneysteve.com. We'll chat again.